Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 if you want to call in on this beautiful Friday. Take part in the conversation that way. Or if you've got the KPL app downloaded, which you should have it downloaded, you need to uh, use that app chat feature to get in touch with the show. Let your voice be heard Lots of great voices being heard yesterday on the show when we talked about the short-term rental stuff, but even more to talk about today. But first, my friends, I will conceal nothing from you. I hit the wall about 2.30 p.m. yesterday. I'm not exactly sure how I made it through yesterday's show. Uh, I have just felt extremely burnt out and... (laughs) I I thank you guys for helping carry that second half of the show. Uh, with the, I, I enjoyed the conversation. I have heard more from folks both on the air, on the app, and privately about the short-term rental stuff. Uh, I heard from somebody today who is pro-short-term rental uh, and and was making a point that I think is a very fair point about one's own property rights. If you want to if you want to talk about the property rights of those who bought the homes around these short-term rentals, you also want to talk about the property rights of the person who owns the short-term rental and that isn't getting discussed all that much really either. So it's a very interesting con- uh discussion, but I want to move away from that for today. You know, we are at the end of the early voting cycle. Next Saturday is early voting. I'm sorry, is actual election day. Um, see, I told you I'm, my, my brain power is done. I, the, I, may, I may be blacked out right now and not remember a minute of this show. I, I, I'll be honest with you. But neither here nor there. Next Saturday is election day. There are a lot of races on the ballot. We've talked about the local some recently. Let me go back to some of the state stuff. I've heard whispers in the background that John Schroeder is pulling advertising in some markets. He didn't advertise in this market, which frankly, I think was a very odd strategy, considering this is probably the most Republican part of the state. If you're trying to win votes away from Jeff Landry, this should be the place where you are running ads. And there weren't really many ads run recently. And for the life of me, I can't understand why. He was never really active in this market, and I think that was a mistake. But he is pulling out of some other markets from what I've heard, which leads me to believe, one, he's got no money left or very little money left, and two, he's pretty much accepted, his campaign is accepted, they don't have a shot. None of the polling suggests he have a, he has a shot. None of the polling suggests anybody but Jeff Landry and Sean Wilson have a shot, and it's never really expressed anything other than that. But that is some interesting movement behind the scenes. Schroeder is pulling advertising from some media markets. So you have that going on. You also have uh, some movement in some of the other races, particularly uh, some of these statewide races. There is a last-minute push for Marty Maley in some parts of northern Louisiana in particular. They're trying to rally for him in North Louisiana. Uh, Liz Merle uh, uh, is the is Jeff Landry's second in command. Basically, is running for that job. Marty Maley is as well. You also have John Stefanski. My gut is that uh, Liz Merle 
probably has it, although it may go to a runoff. Um, but that push for Marty Maley up north is kind of interesting. The forces up north are really rallying. Uh, you've heard Moon talk about it a lot. I'm from the Natchitoches area. I don't weigh in on it much because it's not local, but I am from the Natchitoches area, and the Mike McConaughey, Alan Seaball race very much interests me. And my perspective on it is a little bit different because I've talked to a lot of people from the Natchitoches area. Again, friends and family. The feeling from folks up there is that it's not about conservative versus liberal, Republican versus Democrat, or who's backing who. The problem is not this past uh, census, but the one before, 2010 or so. We had redistricting that went on. And there was a lot of fighting amongst the uh, amongst legislators about where to draw the lines. And the state representative from Natchitoches at the time was a Republican named Rick Nowlin. Now, I know Nick. I, I'm, I know Rick. Sorry. Again, I know Rick. Rick is a friend. I've known him for years. Um, when he first started running for office, uh, I was one of his first interviews on radio. He's a good guy. He's a fairly solid conservative guy. But one of the things that Nowlin did that Natchitoches has never really quite gotten over is he fell on the sword, basically. He sacrificed his district and, frankly, his electoral chances in a negotiation that at the time he was praised for, but looking back on it, really hurt the Natchitoches area. He allowed the newly drawn lines to cut Natchitoches in half. As a result of that, it allowed somebody from outside of Natchitoches uh, to become the state representative representing a large part of Natchitoches. Um, oh, what's his name? I forget. I forget the name. I think it's Colonel Kenny Cox. Colonel Kenny Cox. He is a Democrat from the Red River area, but his dist that district was redrawn. Nowlin was in it. Colonel Kenny Cox uh, ran against him and won. Natchitoches has not really been very well represented since. So in looking for a candidate... Alan Seaball was making noise. Alan Seaball lives in close is around the Shreveport area. The folks of Natchitoches, including well-known money and well-known political names there, all of which you've heard on Moon Show, the folks of Natchitoches have rallied behind former men's uh, basketball coach at Northwestern State, Mike McConaughey. He is the winningest basketball coach in Louisiana history. The people of Natchitoches aren't looking for a solid conservative Republican. They aren't looking for an ideologue. They're looking for somebody who will represent Natchitoches and its interests. That's all they want. And that's very small ball compared to the greater picture of Louisiana's needs. But it's an important distinction that needs to be made. This isn't about ideology. This isn't about, 
or that race isn't about ideology. It's not about conservative versus liberal or whatever. It's about the people of Natchitoches wanting someone who will represent their interests. I will tell you, there are a lot of folks who are fairly conservative in the Natchitoches area who are backing Mike McConaughey. And I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Several of them know McConaughey's not going to be a conservative stalwart in the legislature. He'll make the right votes when he needs to. But he's not going to be much different than what a lot of people have accused Louis Bernard of being. Louis Bernard is also a friend of mine. I know exactly how people outside of Natchitoches perceive Louis Bernard. I also know that Louis Bernard represented the interests of his district. Natchitoches has been looking for the last 13 years for somebody who will represent them. They frankly do not care about the greater state politics of it. If they, the, for, for what they care about, the people of Natchitoches are going to more than likely side with Jeff Landry. They will side with Republicans in the statewide races. Now, the city of Natchitoches will split fairly evenly, I'm pretty sure, maybe even lean Democrat, but Natchitoches Parish as a whole will lean Republican. But you need to understand that. You need to understand the dynamics in that particular race because it gets a lot of conversation. In the statewide races, like I said, Natchitoches is going to lean to the right. Most of the state is going to lean to the right. Some pockets of urban area may not. But you're going to see Republicans do very well statewide across the ballot. The governor's race, though, is the race that still needs to be looked at. Not because it's suddenly very dramatic and not because it's suddenly a very tight, contested race, but because it's not a contested race. And that's raising a lot of questions. And on that note, let's take a break. If you want to let your thoughts be known, 232-1542 is the number. You can also send a message through the KPL app chat. Shout out to Scott, who's already messaging on the app. We're going to take a break. We'll have more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. But first, it's Friday. We need to take a look at our J&J Pest of the Day. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. So yeah, the uh, the election is eight days away. We've still got early voting going on, but the election, election day is eight days away. Then we get into runoff. Several of the races will have runoff. Some won't. Uh, I, can I can I tell you, I am grateful to the campaigns that spend money in local media, that buy ads on our radio station, that buy ads. It, it, it Economics, okay? The more people buy, every, the more everybody's happy. I cannot wait for the ads to be done. Especially since, I, so, you know, I've lived down here, I'm, Let's see, my daughter is going to be 12 this year. I've lived here 11 and a half years. And 
I've started to really get to know a lot of folks in the local political scene. I've got I, I know several of the candidates by now. I've made friends with several of the local politicians. I, I I'm I I don't mean to offend any of them that are listening right now or are listening to the podcast later. I don't want to hear your voices on the radio anymore. I don't even like hear. I don't listen to my own podcast or the show. I don't like listening to myself. I don't like listening to that little liner that plays that says, hey, listen to my show at five o'clock. I don't like hearing my own voice. And I'm sorry, I don't want to hear any of y'all anymore either. It's just uh, the political campaign season. It, it, it's come. It, it's it's going to go soon. And I can't wait for things to start to be a little normal again. I just thank everybody, with the exception of a couple races, I thank everybody for at least keeping it civil. Because if it weren't, like, next year is going to be, like, when when they start running presidential primary ads in Louisiana, I might be drinking on air. I won't tell you that because that's not actually, you know, allowed by the rules, but I that may actually happen. I, I don't, I don't want to hear president, I do not want to hear presidential politics in ads. I really don't. I'm dreading the whole presidential primary season. But such is life. Anyway, when we come back, more of the news of the day. Got a couple national stories to talk about, plus your calls, your messages on the app, all that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message to the app chat and let me know your thoughts on the news of the day. So just some quick headlines to uh, to get through. So Fox News, Brett Bayer was going to host a debate for the speaker candidates, but a bunch of the House members said, hey, this is a really stupid idea. And so those uh, uh, Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise in particular said, ah, we're not going to do it. And so that has now been canceled. Meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy had hinted or somebody from his office kind of hinted at the idea that McCarthy may retire from his seat early, his actual congressional seat early. But he's now decided that he is going to stick around and even run for reelection. Uh, in 2024, which that sucks. Really hope it was. I was hoping he was gone. I'm not a fan of the guy. I know. I I know. I'm I'm just not a fan. There's there's a lot more than just his establishment setup. And and I someday I will explain the full story. But today is not that day. Okay. So you know what. It's Friday. It's about to get down below 80 degrees. Tomorrow is going to feel super. I have a post over at kpel965.com. I want you guys to go check that out. I saw this on social media, and it was just one of those things you see. You got to write about it. The... The... uh. (laughs) I saw this on social media. It is the nine stages of Rue that everyone should know. There's a graphic. 
it shows the nine stages uncooked where you've just thrown the flour into the oil. Then there's bechamel, which is the white roux. You've got a blonde roux where it's browned a little bit, not even really tanned. Then you have basically peanut butter color. Then it gets a little darker, and it's labeled as etouffee. So like, you get it to that color. It's kind of a light caramel color. That's what you take the roux to to make etouffee. Then you have brown roux, a little bit darker than that. Then it gets a little darker. This is the one that a buddy of mine refers to as well-worn penny. It's kind of the color of a dull penny, and it's chicken and sausage gumbo. Gets a little bit darker than that, like melted uh, melted uh, milk chocolate. That roux is apparently what you take. Uh, that's how dark you get the roux for a seafood gumbo. And then when it looks like melted dark chocolate, you've burned it. I'll be honest with y'all. I am... 35, 35 years old. Um, I, maybe until six, oh no, maybe until seven or eight years ago, I'd never made gumbo in my life. I hadn't, I, I was from North Louisiana. Uh, anybody who made a gumbo typically made it out of a jar. I had never done a homemade roux. I had never done anything like that. So I had lived down here for a couple years at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn it. And my first batch of roux was terrible. It was awful. Uh, I had screwed it up immensely. I looked away for what seemed like 10 seconds, and it burned. And then I learned, of course, you can't do that. You've got to stick with it. Now, there's the restaurant method, which is you mix everything good, and then you put it in the oven and let the oven cook it to the color that you want. I haven't tried that yet, but... Uh, a lot of restaurateurs swear by it. it. It takes something off the stove. It still cooks to the right level. I don't hate roux in a jar. I know a lot of folks who use it. They use it not for gumbo and things like that, but for rice and gravy, stuff like that. But my first batch was awful. In recent years, I've gotten better. I don't think my gumbo is going to win any cooking contests, any gumbo cooking contests, including the one in New Iberia, Next week and the day after the election, the, the uh, I think it's the, the gumbo cook-off in New Iberia is on the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. They make some very good gumbo there. Oh, man, they make some good gumbo. Um, but how dark is too dark? I'm kind of at that well-worn penny. I, so the, the guy that says that, I've mentioned him before, he's my buddy Eric Erickson. He's got a nationally syndicated radio show. Um, he's from Louisiana. He loves cooking. He and I talk about cooking quite a bit. I've sent him several cookbooks. He sent me several recipes. Um, we talk back and forth about it. His recipe for gumbo requires cooking to that kind of well-worn copper penny level. And... His his recipe for roux, to get it to that level, calls for two beers. And by the time you're done drinking the second beer, the roux should be dark enough. And I did try that method, and it worked. So it may be time for me to go to the store and get some beer so I can make gumbo tomorrow. I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's still going to be like mid-70s. It's not cold, but it might be cool enough. I just want to cook something this. I haven't I haven't like cooked a massive meal like that in a while. But anyway, I know some of y'all are on the app. You're listening to the show. 
how long do you how long does it take you to make your roux? And also, I have to know, is there anybody here that believes that Creole nonsense on tomatoes, that Creole style gumbo on tomatoes and gumbo? I had never heard of that. I had never heard of tomatoes and gumbo until I moved down here where everybody said they hated it. And they asked me if I did. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a possibility. And then I went back home to Natchitoches and my father-in-law cooked some with tomatoes in it. And I was confused because I, the only thing I'd ever heard was that it was gross. And here he is making it. it. Wasn't if I don't like tomatoes in general, I don't like the texture of tomatoes raw or cooked. I'm fine with tomato sauce. I'm fine with tomato paste. I'm fine. Uh, fine with ketchup. I don't like tomatoes. I just don't. But there he was throwing it in there. So anyway, any of y'all believe in the tomatoes thing? I I don't. I can't. I can't do it. I I cannot do it. It's, it's, the texture, like they, it's a texture thing for me. I don't like the texture. Scott on the app saying no tomatoes. That that's the correct answer. Anybody who actually says tomatoes go in gumbo, uh, you're not allowed to listen to the show anymore. Um, Scott is also no okra. I'm actually team okra usually. Now my the thing is, I learned if you freeze the okra, you've got frozen okra. If you throw it straight into the pan to brown, you avoid a lot of the sliminess that comes from the fresh or thawed okra. I did learn that, and that did help. But I do like okra. I, in general, I like okra. don't like tomatoes, but I like okra. I like okra and gumbo. But anyway, you know what? Let's see. How much time we got left? Okay, I'm going to take this break. We're going to take a break. When we get back, a couple more headlines of the day. I'm going to stop talking about gumbo, unless you guys just feel like calling in and talking about gumbo for the last five minutes of the show. That's fine, too. But I'm going to go to some more headlines of the day. Sorry, I just got distracted by the gumbo thing. But anyway, we'll take this break. We'll come back, wrap up the show here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number. I know somebody tried to call in during the break. Uh, 232-1542 is the number. Also, you can send a message through the KPL app chat. Uh Nick in Abbeville, shrimp and okra gumbo. That does sound absolutely delicious. I love that. Um, I do wonder, though, is it just shrimp only? Is that Do you only do shrimp in the gumbo, Nick? Because I, I, I would need a little bit more shrimp, crawfish, crab. I've done that. Do y'all mix land and sea? Because I've heard mixed reviews on that. Some people say you don't do it like you don't put in the sausage or chicken with the shrimp and anything else. Or are you guys okay with it? Like shrimp and sausage gumbo actually sounds amazing right now. Uh, very cute. Anyway, I digress. If you want to send in messages, shout out to Kenny on the app. Uh, yes, in fact, we do have Powerball and Mega Millions tickets to go with the beer. Uh if I win, I will still be here. I'm not going to abandon y'all just because I suddenly become a multimillionaire. I won't be as worried about the FCC finding me, maybe. But <laughs> no, I, c- I couldn't do that because um, that's how this show would end. But yes, I we do have the Powerball and Mega Millions tickets, and I will fight like hell to make sure that we don't report my name if I do win it. 
But anyway, uh, before we go, because we got a couple minutes left, we have some new economic numbers out today. And everybody's praising the good news. 336,000 new jobs created in the last month, which was well beyond the expectation. Twice the amount of anything the projected jobs reports were suggesting. And it's the highest monthly gain since then January of this year. There's a problem, though. That means the job market's still running hot, even hotter than expected, which means you can expect the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates at least one more time this year. That's why the markets actually tanked a little on this news coming out. They were not happy about that because they know that means the Fed is going to be uh, more eager to raise rates because a hot jobs market means that inflation is still going to be a problem. Wages stayed flat. Even though more jobs were created, wages are going to stay flat. And actually, a lot of the jobs that have been created since the peak of inflation and, and since Joe Biden got into office, they weren't really created so much as they were brought back after COVID shut everything down. But what's worse is that more Americans than ever are still racking up significant credit card debt. The average credit card balance jumped 11.1% year over year to $6,082, while credit card delinquencies hit their highest rate in the same time period. In total, Americans have added about $45 billion in new credit card debt in, in quarter two of 2023. That's not a good situation. It's really not. So as much as Biden and a lot of the others are cheering the economic news and saying the economy is great, a lot of Americans are still in trouble. And you need to keep an eye on that. All right, you guys have a great weekend. Get out the gumbo pots, get out the skillets, make your roux, do whatever you got to do. I'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast is going to go up in just a few minutes over at my Substack, Joe Cunningham Show.substack.com. If you listen to podcasts via Apple, Spotify, wherever, if you're listening to it right now via those sources, Give the podcast a rating and a review. The algorithm likes that. The algorithm shares the show to wider audiences because of it. Help me help make the show grow. That would be awesome. You guys have a great weekend. Go Cajuns. Talk to you again real soon here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL.